I got a weird little story that I want to share with you. Um, really small, but it kind of opened my mind to something. Uh, was We were celebrating a birthday for a friend in our home, um, and we had a little community gathering in the home years ago. And uh, at that time, uh, my wife and I, I think we just had uh, possibly our uh, fifth child around that time. Um, but then at that time, we had quite a lot of children and today we have even more and it was something to consider and talk about. And someone came to this gathering that I did not know, but he was a friend of friends, uh, connected with uh, our community. We're kind of part of a faith-based community and, uh, it was a little birthday party. We had some refreshments. And I, I had not met the guy yet. We hadn't said hello or anything. And the guy walks up to me and says, so, are you guys uh, home birth people or hospital people? And I about spit my drink out across the room. Because me, personally, just how I am, that's, that's a weird question for me. That's a question that, uh, that uh, is difficult for me. I don't like talking about birth. <laughs> and I found it to be quite a direct question. Somebody walked up to me and said, hey, are you guys home birth people? Now, that guy's awesome, and, you know, and I understand where the question was coming from. I get it. But I just thought, I just made me think, some people speak directly, and some types of communication is direct. And it made me think of the difference between direct communication and indirect communication. And I realized that within our communities, in our circles, there can be a room for a lot of direct communication. Outside of the immediate circles, it can become more indirect. But um, in communities, and particularly um, the stronger communities and faith-based communities, um, there's a lot of direct communication. And I started going deeper with this thought that uh, there's this direct kind of way of talking where, where uh, people are like, how are you? How are you feeling? What are you thinking about? What's going on with you? Tell me. These really direct questions. And the intention is good. But um, what I feel, it's almost like a mom talking to me. It's almost like there's a feminine uh, um, identity to that type of communication. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's just something that I began to perceive. And sometimes I want someone just to say, hi, yo, what's up? And that's it. Don't need to talk about how our feelings. Don't need to talk about our emotions. That stuff can come up later. Let's just be. Let's just enjoy each other's presence. Let's just be cool. And again, when you think that sounds kind of masculine, almost like a, a dad, you know, that, that doesn't, uh, you know, say all that stuff. And I think that there's this kind of feminine mom direct communication, and there's this kind of masculine dad indirect communication. Now, we need both of those things. We need, you know, I believe we need mom and we need dad. Um, but the question is, is there, is there too much? Is there too much? Uh, am I getting too much of mom right now? Is there too much direct communication? That's what I was experiencing. In my uh, expression of uh, music, I, as a musician, I had a hard time within my community because 
I did not communicate directly. My music was not saying something directly. It was saying something indirectly. It was talking about uh, experiences and it was talking about stories and even things that um, were more poetic in nature. I didn't describe actual direct things and therefore did not um, present a direct expression of a clear message. Even though there is a message, you just have to kind of dig to find it. And I created that with a band. Uh, today, I have a music project called Hard On I, and that music project used to be called The Pit That Became a Tower. And uh, we put out an album called Behold the Unseen in 2005. So um, that was my expression of indirect communication. And I found that it wasn't always understood in a community that used a lot of direct communication. We're going to talk a little bit more about that today. My name is Adam Lee Rosenfeld. Welcome to the podcast Beauty Truth, where I talk about my lifelong pursuit of beauty and truth. Where I find it, I want to share what I find to be beautiful and true with you so you can benefit from that. And I also want to share with you my process of creating beauty and truth so you can also grow in your own process of creating beauty and truth. I want want to share with you my mistakes, things that I've learned, things that can help you do a better job uh, in your efforts. And this is brought to you by my music project, Hard on Eye, which sounds like Dinosaur Jr. meets Suvian Stevens, Indie Rock from Jerusalem, Israel. Visit harlandi.net now and get the new live single, Let the Sword Do Double Damage, live from the base of Mount Zion, now exclusively for subscribers. All right, so let's talk about art. Let's talk about creating beauty. Do we really want direct communication in our art? There's a saying, there's a quote, I don't know exactly who it gets attributed to. It gets attributed to a number of people, but it says, good art asks questions. It doesn't necessarily give answers. You ever heard that? It's like, man, I just, I just, you know, I don't want to be told the answers. I just want to listen to something cool. I want to experience something cool that raises questions. It gets me thinking. What I came out with Behold the Unseen in 2005, I, uh had an incredible music review. This guy reviewed it and he said it was just like one of the best albums of the year. And this one song uh, was the best song of the year. It was a song called King Wrong. It was like his you know favorite song of the year. And the reviewer who reviewed it explicitly said, I don't want to know what these songs are about. I'm full of questions, but I don't want them answered. I'm full of questions by this music. I don't want to answer it. My art, asked questions. It didn't necessarily give answers. That's cool, but I'm a little bit on the fence about that. I think that there is a place where art can also give answers. It's just a process. It's just a first, I think we need to begin uh, with indirect communication until we can get to the place where we can get direct communication. Uh, It makes me think of, when I think about direct communication in music, one great example that comes to my mind is from that movie from the 90s, uh, Wag the Dog. Maybe you, uh, you're familiar with Wag the Dog. It's a movie about uh, uh, the U.S. president does something scandalous and has to cover it up. So he um, decides to get a consultant and figure out how, how can we cover up the scandal. And they decide to fabricate a war in Albania. 
They uh, do everything uh, on the media end, which it's kind of scary how easy, much easier it would be today to do that. The stuff in Wag the Dog, which is in the 90s, but today you could probably even easier to do that stuff. Um, and they fabricate all kinds of video and all kinds of press and all kinds of things to make it seem like there's a war in Albania to get the tension off of the president's scandal. And one of the things they did was they hired Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson plays himself in the movie to write a song. Um, I write a song to, to the song of the war and the song is called The American Dream and uh, the lyrics man, it, I, I've never heard anything so direct we guard our American borders we guard the American dream we have the right to fight for democracy it's just the most direct communication it's like people, there's no room for question this is it, Let, let's get focused on the thing in hand, there's a war in Albania America needs you Get focused. Direct communication in art. Now, there's other examples of direct communication, you know, in art used for political campaigns and, and, and things like that. And, and I've mentioned faith-based community because that's where I come from. And direct communication is very uh, prevalent in faith-based communities, especially in the art. If you see art uh, in a faith-based community, it's saying something very clear. This is a picture of our Savior. This is a song about our Savior. This is a song about salvation. This is a song about uh, what you can experience, what you have. But here's the thing. It should be that way. In many aspects, the communication should be direct because people need it. When, when you're at a place where you need encouragement and you need the power of salvation, I don't want to mess around. I don't want to speak all indirect and all poetic. I want to hear the truth given to me now. I want the comfort and the encouragement given to me now. Direct communication. But if I were to speak to you indirectly, if I were to come up and say hi to you and not necessarily ask you if you were a home birth person or a hospital birth person, at least at first, I allow my few words, I allow my presence to affect you, to go to you and mix with that what is inside you. And you get to process the signals and the cues that you're getting from me and make your own story. My relationship becomes more about you. It's, about, it's, it's really, in many ways, an expression of love. And if I create uh, indirect communication with my art, the more poetic things that I'm saying, you know, um, they connect with you, they kind of ferment inside your heart and your being, and they create a narrative that you identify with. And I think that's something very special. That, uh, that uh, I don't think there's any other way to do that, but with, with, with indirect communication. Now, given that the communication is true, I, I really believe I mean, it works even if it's not true, even if you're speaking lies. That's why lies are so effective. But it's very important to me that people speak with truth. And if that's something that's hard for you to wrap your head around, I hope to clarify that more in this episode or in future episodes. But even the Bible itself, Bible which I hold as truth, as, as, absolute, as absolute truth, it includes indirect communication. There are cryptic verses, cryptic prophecies that come into us and spend time with us and create a narrative inside us. And that, when it comes out of us, it's almost like a new expression of that same truth. It's like it's growing through, uh, through us. It's like rays of light that are hitting the uh, cathedral windows of our lives and turning into beautiful colors, changing. There's a place for that. 
So I've talked about direct communication and I've talked about indirect communication. But I want to talk about you and your art. I don't know, you know how many of you are doing art, but you're all artists. Why? Because you have the power to create. You can use your creative power to do things and you can use it to make a positive change in the world. And the question is, is your art direct or is it indirect? Are you communicating directly with your art or indirectly? What I want to say is, it's okay either way. It's fine. But my encouragement to you is to figure out what you're doing. Get clear. Are you being direct or are you being indirect? Because if you are clear, it'll help you find the right people to reach. If you're trying to reach people that need indirect communication, with direct communication, you're going to alienate them. And if you're trying to reach people who want direct communication with indirect communication, you're going to alienate them. Be clear on who you're trying to reach. Don't try to reach the indirect people with direct stuff. Don't try to reach the direct people with indirect stuff. Which brings me to artists that I really appreciate. Bring when I, in, the, in the area of music. I got to get my hats off to the artists who are brave enough to create their music without words, without uh, direct communication in what they're speaking. They let the music speak for itself. And musically, that's what I want to talk about on today's episode. Uh, it's just, just, just to give a nod to some of my favorite uh, uh, instrumental artists. They've really meant a lot to me. Let me give you a little story. In 2010... I woke up one day, I'm not going to give you the whole, my whole life story, but I woke up one day with ringing in my both ears and severe hearing loss, and it hasn't gone away. Today I'm sitting here recording a podcast with ringing in both ears and severe hearing loss. And um, that's part of my life story, but when it happened, I, w- I was also coupled with a severe sickness in my body, a severe fatigue, and I was hospitalized. It took me months to get over this fatigue, and in that process, you know, I didn't listen to music. Uh, music was something. As much as I love music, I just I didn't get around to really listening to music. And one day, I decided to put on some music, and it was noise. All I heard was noise. I, I didn't hear uh, the music that I so loved. And I just thought, is it always going to be like this? You know, am I, am I always going to hear noise when I listen to music? And I remember one day, um, uh, I was able to uh, use uh, cell phones and stuff to communicate with people, and someone had uh, call waiting music, you know, like, uh, or leave a message music, I don't know, and it was um, uh, No Woman, No Cry by Bob Marley, that famous live version, and I could hear it. I could hear the song. I could hear No Woman, No Cry. I could hear the nuances of the live version. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Like when the keyboard comes in. Ding, 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 ding. You could tell, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a live song. And I was like, wow, I don't know what happened. I don't know what neurons realigned in the back of my brain. My hearing is still the same, but I can decipher this song. So I decided that I wanted to buy myself an album, which is, you know, kind of foreign. Um, hats off to music consumers who actually buy music for people, from people. But uh, a lot of us just stream music and get it in our own ways. But I realized I need to buy a piece of music for myself right now at this time in my life. I want to buy something 
so I can just listen to it and spend time with it and see how I hear it. And that was the album Helplessness Blues by Fleet Foxes. And I bought the album and I'm like, okay, you know, this is my first purchase since I uh, had my hearing loss and uh, I'm going to listen to it. And I didn't really hear everything. So I got online, I got on YouTube and I actually watched the members of the band playing the music. And something happened neurologically, I don't know what, but the more I got informed about the music, the better I could hear. I could say, oh, there's a bass part here, oh, there's a flute part here, there's a guitar part here. And in time, I was able to really uh, hear and enjoy this album. That's my little story about my hearing loss. But uh, later on, uh, as I started discovering music again, I became very aware of my desire to hear truth. I have an opportunity to start over with my hearing. I have an opportunity to choose what am I going to let into my ears. And it was very important to me that I let truth into my ears. And I didn't always have the time to review everything, to hold every piece of art up to the light of truth. So I was relieved when I found music that was instrumental. It was cool. I didn't have to go check it, check every word. And guys, I do that to a degree. I, I check the lyrics. I spend time with music because I want to fully embrace it. I talked about that on my previous episode here. So uh, just hats off to a few of the artists I discovered, and I want to put them also in the show notes. You can check out some of their music. Um, But if you ever heard of Cloud Kicker, the music project from Ben Sharp, I recommend that guy. He's awesome. He straddles the line between, um, I want to say metal and electronic music, but it's more like metal and indie music. It's not really... There's an electronic feel to it, but um, it's got this metal core to it. And there's just something so liberating in instrumental metal. I love it because metal is powerful, and um, but metal can be hard to identify with. For me, with my set of values, different different kinds of heavy metal are just uh, hard for me to identify with uh, on, on, on the level of values. So instrumental metal is just like this liberating thing. Like yes, you know. So uh, I highly recommend the instrumental metal from Cloud Kicker, but also some other guys came around like Tycho. Uh, if you know Tycho, the electronic art and visual artist, highly recommended. And also, kind of a classic band, just amazing, amazing creators. And I, I don't really endorse, by the way, I don't endorse everything about these artists. What I endorse when I endorse music here uh, on this podcast is the work itself, the song itself or the album itself, whatever I'm talking about. I'm not talking about everything about them. I'm not talking about their t-shirts and the stuff they said in interviews and what they do when they're not in the backstage. I, you know, I'm just endorsing the music. And one band that I really appreciate is Godspeed You Black Emperor. And they came out... Um, with this album, I think in 2012, called Hallelujah, Don't Bend, Ascend. Wow. Highly recommended. Um, So, you know, you might want to check out some of that stuff. Beauty Truth is brought to you by my music project, Howard and I. It's indie rock from Jerusalem, Israel, in the style of Dinosaur Jr. meets Sufjan Stevens. Visit my website now, hardonai.net, and get my, uh, get the new live single from Hard and I, let the sword do double damage live at the base of Mount Zion. Get that free exclusively for subscribers. So go check that out. Now, I just gave you a nice statement, um, and then I noticed that that was direct communication. I was like, dude, this is direct. This is my music. This is my name. Go check it out. Let's talk about direct communication. We talked about direct communication in art. Let's talk about direct communication in marketing. 
You want to get your art out to people. You want to tell the world about your thing. Is that the place to use indirect communication? Let me tell you, I love the uh, some of the stuff that gets taught from Donald Miller over at StoryBrand. You can check that out. He talks about how we are, as human beings, we are trying to survive. We're trying to save calories. We're trying to preserve our mental activity. We cannot decipher your indirect marketing statements. There's a place to be direct. And I'm like, check it out. Dinosaur Jr. meets Sufjan Stevens from Jerusalem. Guys, I don't entirely like saying that. I don't like name dropping. I don't like comparing myself to other artists and saying, you know, I'm not trying to say I'm as good as them or like them. This is the best I could do to be as clear as possible for you. So sometimes you don't really feel like being direct, but you need to be for the sake of the person you're speaking to. That person needs clarity from you. If you confuse, you lose, as Donald Miller says. So when I created my website, um, I had to use a clear statement about who I am. And when I do this podcast, I need to give you a clear statement about what my music is about. And I can't afford to be indirect when I make that clear statement. Dinosaur Jr. meets Sufjan Stevens, indie rock from Jerusalem, Israel. And here's the thing. If I heard that from somebody else, I'd be like, sign me up. Where can I check that out? When I did my website, though, I dialed it down a bit. I went as direct as I could, then I dialed down the statement. If you go to my website, haroldeny.net, it says, make a joyful noise. That is not direct communication. It's indirect. It is not super clear about what I'm offering. That's okay. I want to be indirect with you. I want to get you thinking. I want to spend time with you. Later on, we can get to the direct communication. So here's what I want to say for you who are trying to reach people in marketing. Don't be afraid to use indirect communication, but don't be afraid to use direct communication. Let me try to say it differently. Uh... Make sure in your arsenal you have some really clear statements about who you are. Then use those statements at the right time. When there's a little bit of interest in what you're doing, drop that line. If there isn't interest, get indirect first. Be indirect at first, and um, when the interest is already there, when people are already listening to you, drop the line of direct communication. How do I do it? You go to my website, it says make a joyful noise. That's indirect communication. You listen to my podcast, we're already at, you know, we're, I think it was about 20 minutes to be talking. You're already here. I'm going to drop you a direct line. Dinosaur Jr. meets Sufjan Stevens from Jerusalem, Israel. Check it out at heartnight.net. Get the new uh, live single for free, exclusively for subscribers. So we talked about direct communication in art, and we talked about direct communication in marketing. I want to talk about direct communication in another area, in personal relationships. Now, uh, maybe uh, because I'm a dude, maybe I think I'm talking to other dudes, I think that men and women alike uh, have uh, a certain relationship with direct communication and with indirect communication. It's not that women just want direct communication and men just want indirect communication. I think it, you know, it applies to both. But um, the best I can think of, the best res- response I can think of to about the question of direct communication and personal relationships comes from the amazing, life-changing book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People from Stephen Covey, where he says, seek first to understand than to be understood. When you are encountering another human being, you are encountering a supernova of energy, of beauty, of value. That is another human being. Don't pretend like you understand that person, like you know what that person is all about. Seek first to understand. 
Just be with that person. Let that person breathe. Let that person tell you what that person loves. It might take time. It might take a long time for that person to open up. Yes, like a flower. Use the analogy. Let that person open up. Let that person open up and, and, and release its, his, his or her fragrance. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Be proper. Have good manners. Be indirect. Unless, you know, the time comes to be direct. When you're in the level of intimacy and that person needs to know that you love them, be direct. But until then, be indirect. You're listening to Beauty Truth. I'm Adam E. Rosenfeld here. I talk about my process of finding beauty and truth and creating beauty and truth. And I share it with you. Brought to you by my music project, Howard and I. My indie rock music project from Jerusalem, Israel, which is in the style of Dinosaur Jr. meets Sufjan Stevens. And you can get, you can visit my website, hardline.net, and get the new live single that the sword do double damage live at the base of Mount Zion for free exclusively for subscribers. And if you want to take the next step and support my art to be a partner in what is going on here, go please to patreon.com slash Harold and I and become a patron. Get into the into the, what's happening here. And I would love for you to do that and take a moment and thank my patrons who are already supporting what's going on. And I want to leave you with some music all right first off i want to tell you that in the show notes you can find uh, a few albums that are key instrumental albums in my life i want to share them with you and i put together an instrumental playlist that spans all kinds of genres of instrumental that i love including instrumental metal and electronic music and instrumental indie music uh enjoy it share it with other people this is beauty and truth that i have found and i'm happy to share it with you, and I'm gonna leave you with one of my favorite songs from the 2005 album Behold the Unseen that I came out with. And that song is called The Nothing Room. It's one of my highs of uh, songwriting and production. My man John Schetti, what he did in the studio there, he made it amazing. It created a wall of sound. And there's even a reference. Uh, to some Marvel characters in there, in case that's something you like. So thank you. Thank you for being a part of what I'm doing. And I will uh, be in touch with you in the next episode. Keep it real.